Welcome to Tribcast, the flagship podcast of the Lacrosse Tribune. I'm Tribune Digital News Editor Scott Rada, and we are joined today by Jess Baranek and Kelly Cornett, both at the Essential Health Clinic here in Lacrosse. I guess more specifically on the north side of Lacrosse on Caledonia Street. Yes. Hello. Correct. You know, there's a lot of people who may know you by your former name or the business, your organization's former name, and and that was Options Clinic. And, and maybe you could talk a little bit about now that you're Essential Health Clinic, what, uh, what you do and what your mission there is. Essential Health Clinic is basically a family planning clinic. We see people of all ages, and basically we are providing services dealing with reproductive health. So really anything you can think of dealing with that, which could be anywhere from STD screening as treatment, cancer screenings, and um, birth control options as well. Now, I'll ask a very leading question. What what don't you provide? Abortion. Yeah, we do not do abortions. Now, that's, and I think a lot of people may think you do. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and that's something that in, in this iteration or the previous iteration is options. That's just not a service that you have offered. It's not, no. We, in the past, have been um, funded by Title X, which is a federally funded program, and federal funds cannot be used for abortion services. And I guess not to stick too long on the abortion topic, but if there is a, a woman who comes in and and wants an abortion, where is the, for an elective procedure, there's nothing in La Crosse that's available. Is that correct? Correct. There is not. And the nearest places for that would be? Uh, Madison and uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis area. Again, that's something that I think a lot of listeners may be surprised to hear because uh, that's one thing, the one health service here that for a lot of people is not... Uh, not readily available. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so, you, so setting that aside, there are you have plenty of other issues and, and topics people come to talk to you about. Um, what when you're talking with people, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you have to uh, that people might come in with that you uh, kind of set them straight on? Um, I think a lot of, of the younger generation come in um, wanting to talk about birth control, and I think some of them are thinking that if they go on a birth control method, they will not be able to have children later on in life, that it'll affect their ability to get pregnant, which is um, completely untrue. And, and certainly there are some concerns people have with affordability Is that something with birth control. Is that something you're able to assist women with? And men too. Yep, we are. We, have, um, we always do an income assessment on everyone that comes in. We have a program we can sign people up for called Family Planning Only Services, which is a division of Medicaid from the state of Wisconsin. It covers all of, basically almost everything we do at our clinic is covered by that program. As long as you qualify financially for it, then we can um, send your charges off to that program. If there's something they don't cover, then the patient would have to cover those charges. But we are a reduced price from, say, uh, any of the other healthcare facilities, usually. And again, just to kind of circle back to what you said a moment ago, you're, you know, obviously you get some funding from from fee for service, but a Mm -hmm. lot of your funding comes elsewhere. Yes, um, we um, definitely take donations. We ask Mm -hmm. every patient that comes in um, for a donation before they leave. Um, We do have some donors in the area. We rely on a lot of grants. Mm -hmm. Um, And then basically just that waiver, too. Yeah, and and patient patient service fees that come in. Hopefully the two of you aren't uncomfortable talking about this topic, but a lot of people I'm sure are. How do you, when people walk in and are uncomfortable talking about 
you know, STDs or birth control? What are, how do you try to put them at ease? I, I think that is a bit of a misconception. I think that clients coming in, for the most part, the people that we see are okay with it. A lot of them aren't coming in um, always for like that STD screening. A lot of them are coming in for that annual checkup, getting maybe their pap smear or something like that for the women. Some of them may be a little embarrassed, but I think our staff does a great job of just um, kind of normalizing things and making them feel comfortable by not making it a big deal. And yes, and we do, I would say we try, we try our very best not to shame anyone ever. It doesn't right. matter what they're coming in for. We have trainings on um, not being judgmental when people come in and definitely not shaming them. Right. And and this is what we do in our everyday life. We specialize in this. So we see everything, which makes it a lot easier than on like our nurse practitioners and other clinic staff. Um, when people are bringing things up that maybe they think are embarrassing, I'm sure our staff has probably heard it before numerous mm-hmm. times. So folks who are really unsure about a place to go and and like you said the last thing you want to do is walk into a healthcare provider and be told that you're a bad person that's that you you really are providing a safe place for for that for those people that's Definitely. what we strive for yes mm-hmm. i get the perception and please correct me if i'm wrong that as a society we maybe don't talk about sex education as early and as often as maybe I don't know if other parts of the country or certainly other parts of the world. I don't, how do you think that's changing a little bit? And do you think that the, the people you're seeing today are maybe better educated or, or is, is there still a lot of work to do on that front? I think that there's always more work to do, but yes, in the U.S., we're not as advanced as other countries, but we are doing better. We have started, at least in the community ed program, we're doing more uh, education in like elementary schools and middle schools on puberty. Um, Now, we would maybe like to see that started a little bit earlier um, because some of the schools that we go into, we're talking about puberty maybe when they've already started or they're past that process. But yeah, I think I I think we could definitely do better. And people might be surprised to hear that, you know, you and members of your staff are going into elementary schools in, in the lacrosse area. But, but obviously you're bringing important information, but also age-appropriate information. Definitely. Everything that we um, are providing in schools is based on HECAT, which is a basically guideline that the Center for Disease Control came up with to um, align with age-appropriate material regarding sexual health education. Is there much feedback from parents that, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're telling my kids these things? Uh, schools, most schools that we go into still require students to take a letter home to their parent. And um, if they bring it back signed, that means that the child can't um, participate in either that unit or for maybe the day that we are there, day or two. Uh, so schools are still doing that, um, even though it's a age-appropriate material. So, but the the parents have the the default is sort of opting in, but the parents have the uh, option of opting out if they chose. Correct, correct, yes. 
And and so, and I, I'm guessing this probably varies a little bit by school district, but you mentioned elementary school. This is a conversation that you have at, at various points. You mentioned middle school and, 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 and even later. Yes, uh, we go basically all ages. So starting in elementary school, all the way up to um, adult groups, professional groups. So we're very heavily in um, the high schools in this area as well. Um, the colleges were invited into uh, some high-risk groups, and then, like I said, some adult groups as well. As far as the education standpoint, I know every year the Lacrosse County Health Department releases um, sort of a report on STDs, or I, and I guess I should mm-hmm. stop. Are we is STI the appropriate <laughs> term now? Uh, I think people use both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Technically, I think they say we're supposed to say STI because it's an infection. Because that's a sexually transmitted infection versus right, a disease. Something that we can cure, um, but most people are kind of sticking with that STD. Yeah. We're used to that. But, but each year, the the county puts out this report that details, you know, mm-hmm. infection rates and such. And and I would imagine that that's something your organization looks at pretty closely to see where you need to help focus your 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 time and resources. Correct. Um, They just came out with another report actually uh, recently, and they kind of pinpointed where um, we're seeing more STDs in La Crosse County alone. And I think it was, and just to not interrupt, but I think you're you're right though, it was really, you know, specific in what part of the county? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So we saw a lot on the north side, on the north side, side, and then uh, around the college campuses. Yeah. And what trends, I mean, over the last few years, have you seen this report Show. They have seen STDs, STDs a bit on the rise in our area. Um, so we, are, we actually work quite closely with the county health department um, to do STD testing and um, working together to figure out different ways to outreach for that. Yeah. So we've done some, we've done some testing off-site. Off so we've done some testing at um, uh, WTC. Um, we've done some testing at the LGBTQ Center. Um, in different places like that, just so we can try to meet people where they are. If they can't get to our clinic, we can be in some different places. And if anybody's listening and says, well, my gosh, the, you, the, the county has this data that shows, you know, how many people may, you know, be diagnosed with this, certainly that data has no names attached, correct? Oh, absolutely not. No. So it, there is still a great deal of uh, mm-hmm. patient privacy protection yes. through this process. Yes. But again, there's also, I think, a, a, a part of this that really is trying to collect this data so you and other uh, health providers in the in the region know what to focus on. Right. Correct, yeah. I don't know how long you have been going into the schools, but I mean, how, how has the education component changed over the years, if at all? Or is this something that people are more, the, the, the curriculum maybe is a little more... Uh, opener than it was, you know, 10, 15 more years ago? From my understanding, a Dr. Webster mm-hmm. from Dr. Gunder- Webster. Yeah, from Gunderson, who was a dermatologist, mm-hmm. retired now, uh, he started doing the sex education in schools. Do you know how long ago? Oh my gosh. I don't know. We, we've been around for 40 years. So. Right. Oh, yeah. so at least 30 generations years ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so he started um, seeing a need for this because people were coming in to um, Gunderson to see him, uh, a dermatologist, uh, regarding STDs. And so he decided to um, get into the schools. And then somehow we kind of took that over, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, our numbers have been increasing. So actually in 2018... Uh, so jump forward a lot. We did about three hundred and 
20-ish presentations. Um, And that did not just cover La Crosse County, that covers our surrounding areas as well. And for those people who are listening um, who may not be in La Crosse County, do you have a, you'll see anybody, right? It doesn't matter if they're from La Crosse County, Monroe County, Tremplow County, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're there for whoever whoever needs your services. Is that correct? Yep. Clinic-wise, anybody can go to any one of our clinics, mm-hmm. and then um, our engagement team that does the education presentations will also travel to those areas and provide presentations in schools, organizations, whoever may need it or want it. Because, you know, La Crosse is sort of the for lack of a better term, the largest metro area in our region. This is the services you provide. I'm guessing do you have to go as far as Eau Claire, Rochester to have similar type uh, facilities? Um, yeah, I would say the closest family planning clinics, if you're not going to one of our clinics, are there's a Planned Parenthood in Eau Claire. There's a Planned Parenthood in Rochester. Madison. Um, Madison. Okay, so yeah. sort of the, lar- you know, yeah. larger metro we areas. We kind of have this side of the state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned Planned Parenthood. Obviously that, you know, Eau Claire, which is a similar size mm-hmm. community, has an office. We don't. Your okay. services are, are are pretty similar. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, they're very similar services. And we've always, we've always worked very closely with Planned Parenthood um, and kind of look to them um, for help if we have questions or problems um, with medical issues or things like that. Um, we've always kind of partnered up with them for assistance when needed. Mm-hmm. This may be an odd question, but, you know, they're, for better or for worse, among certain people, the, the Planned Parenthood organization has a, uh, can be judged in, in not a great light by right. some folks. And is, is that maybe an advantage for your, your outfit? Yeah, I would say, I mean, it has been in the past. Um, I guess a lot of times what, what our staff have said is, if you believe in our mission, which is, you know, reproductive health care for everyone, regardless of an ability to pay, mm-hmm. um, then you, we, we believe in Planned Parenthood's mission also. Right. And I, there are some disadvantages, I think, actually, too, because some people make their donations then mm-hmm. to the Planned Parenthood from the La Crosse County, even wow. though we're providing um, basically the exact same services. So they, um, that name is more recognized. And yeah. uh, well, surprisingly, a lot of people from this community don't know exactly what we do. And so. some of us have family members who have donated to Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and then we've been like, hey, <laughs> what about us? Oh, us. And you mentioned that, you know, you ask uh, clients for donations, but do you have other fundraisers throughout the year? Uh, yeah, so uh, we just got done with um, our big fundraiser during the month of May. We celebrate um, women's health, so there's a National Women's Health Week right after Mother's Day. Um, every year we do a couple events, so we have a Mother's Day brunch. Uh, we do yoga in the street. That's a pretty popular uh, event where we actually close down Caledonia, and our neighbors, Root Down Yoga, provides an hour-long um class in the street so that's kind of fun and then um and that actually this year brought in about 100 community members and then our biggest fundraiser is probably um wine for women's health which is at cedar creek um Mm -hmm. 
has been for the last two years. And um, that's a fun dinner fundraiser where there's silent and live auction items, bucket raffles, um, wine, of course, <laughs> and some other games. And, and is that coming up still this year? No, that was in May. That was also in May. Yep. Uh, we are about to celebrate the guys, though, in our community. So June is uh, National Men's Health Month. So uh, next weekend, uh, the 22nd, we're doing a Safe Sacks uh, Cornhole Tournament at Features in Holman. And if people were listening and wanted to learn more about that? Uh, they could go to our Facebook page. Uh, they could go out to Features in Holman, or they could just show up the day of. It's at 1 o'clock, and top teams take home money. So it's $30 a team, um, and then there's a chance to win more or your money back. There's meat raffles. It's just going to be kind of a leisurely fun event. Well, sounds like a, a good, and, and I'm guessing uh, there even outside of those uh, fundraisers, again, you're, if people are interested in donating, they can contact you directly, and, and you're always there to listen. Yeah. You can, you can stop on our website even. Our website has a donate button on it. Um, we've had people just swing into the clinic and say they'd like to leave a donation. Um, Mail one else? in. Mail yeah. a donation in. Yeah. yeah. And again, your office is located at? 1201 Caledonia Street on the north side of La Crosse, kind of by Copeland Park. And the sweet shop. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget them. <laughs> we like Lots them. Lots of people know where that is. <laughs> so you can stop in and get an ice cream cone on the way home. You can. Right. <laughs> well, we sure appreciate you stopping in and, ra- and, and talking about an issue that's uh, important in our community and, frankly, probably doesn't get talked about quite enough. And, and hopefully uh, people listening learn a little bit more about your mission. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you.